0: Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC.
1: 1106 and this is the first day the wibc sunday magazine show we're brought to you by our friends greg cooper and lisa phillips they are uh, real estate consultants they're the best crossroads collective is where they are at compass real estate you can go to crossroads to learn more and if you'd like to know how much your home is worth at this very moment at this very time at 1106 on a sunday Check out Hoosier Home Values 2023.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. I'm uh, Terry Lynn Stacey. Denny Paul Smith sits to my right.
2: Good morning, girl. How are you? Good. You? Uh, it's a great day. I know, it's beautiful What a great Al. day.
1: I know, we've got a ring of fire coming. And look but... who's back. Kylan's back in the producer Hello. seat. <laughs> good morning. morning. Good morning. Hey. With her Indy Shorts shirt on. Mm-hmm, last day for Indy Shorts. We'll talk a lot about that. You've got a good interview coming up with one of the filmmakers, I do believe.
3: Mm-hmm. Is it yep. one of our filmmakers? Yep. yep, filmmaker of the Hoosier Way program, so learn a bit about Indiana history. And congratulations
2: to you guys. Best audio, and you came in third place overall for your eight-minute short?
3: Yep, for best film in the yep.
1: The
2: oh, that's our girl. Right, Terry have you seen it?
1: No because you know what Denny Denny sent me a link and then when I clicked on the link it said this video has been uh, uh taken away. Aww. Oh,
3: you missed it. I miss,
1: I, well, I it.
2: will say that it one. Thank spooked you. me out. There's alarms going off. Janie's in the background. She goes, "What's with all those alarms?" But this young lady's got some acting skills. It she spooked does. me out at the end. I was I was into it. Oh, so. we, all,
1: we all should be able to see that, Kylan, because people hear you and they feel like they know you a little bit. So if you can post that somewhere for us.
3: Can you put it on the first page? We Facebook? actually are going to take it to some festivals. So we're not allowed to post it, but that's we can share happened. it with friends. We're all so. friends Okay. That's, okay.
2: That's, that's fair messages. enough. <laughs> I don't know. I tell that. you what, uh, she's going to send it to me, and if you want a copy of it go to denny at wibc.com or terry at wibc.com we'll get you a copy
1: can we kylan can we have permission to do that
3: i will double check but well, i don't see why don't not want to get you, you guys in are trouble. friends
1: You're i know friends but us. if we share it with listeners i don't want you to really get good. eliminated got, for some because you yeah. got to
2: follow rules got young mm-hmm. kids got the creepy salesman at the door got alarms going off yeah. all that in eight minutes
1: i'm telling you it's uh that's our young one we're not going to be able to keep her very long uh, okay, we all thank you so much for coming here to the First Day Show this morning. We've got a great couple of hours for you. Got this this morning. Elon Musk told us this morning that he's going to change the logo of Twitter to an X Boo. from the bird, uh, marking what would be the latest big change since he bought that social media platform for, what, $44 billion last year. So that could come as early as tomorrow. I don't understand why you would do that. I mean, that just seems silly it. to just go through all that trouble. We know it as the bird. Now wow. changing to an X. But they say uh, Twitter's logo to an X also comes as Twitter faces new competition from Meta's new app, Threads, which Kylan's going crazy on. Love it. Uh, okay, so <laughs> who's seen the—Denny, did you go see the Barbie movie?
2: Terry Lynn, <laughs> no, I did not. I wanted to go see the Oppenheimer movie in the 70 millimeter yeah. at the IMAX. They're sold. I mean, oh, you can't wait listen, to the last minute. You're gonna have to plan this. You out. You really
1: are. Even those that those that have a ticket came really early to see the first showing at the IMAX 70 over millimeter at the State museum.
2: Did Did you see how much each one of those canisters weighed? There were what? How much? Six hundred pounds one canister, and there's like Whoa. twelve of them. I'm. I mean, we're talking wow. a lot of weight for this film.
1: But everybody would love to see it in that uh, in that IMAX theater, and so I don't know if you can get a ticket anywhere anymore. It'll but- rumble
2: your buns because they tie that into the speakers too, and they, you know, you. I just imagine what a rocket taking off in there is going to.
1: So fall. you don't want to see the Barbie movie?
2: No, I don't want to see the Barbie.
1: Kylan, movie. do you want to see the Barbie movie? I already watched it. <gasps> Well, then give us your review because I'm t- here's what I think is interesting, okay? So, right before Barbie came out, there was a lot of criticism about Barbie, you know, and everything. And so, this, this thing is over the top as far as how many tickets were sold and how many people have gone to see it. But then you're watching the reaction of people that have seen it cause, because, of course, you tape yourself watching it, right? The reaction and how much they loved it. But it's brought people to tears.
2: Oh, get out of here. Because they
1: said it's the most, uh, it's everything, they said, it's everything. There's a why would message.
2: You, why would you want to watch Barbie when you can watch T- Taylor Swift? I don't get I,
1: it. I, 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 think every, I think I'm shocked at the reaction because they never mentioned what the plot was going to be. It was going to be a big surprise when mm-hmm. you went to the theaters. But then everybody that's seen it says you think you're going to go see this great, happy, go lucky kind of goofy movie. But instead you leave feeling all the feels and you're just crying. Is this Kylan? Am I right? a ton of mixed reviews
3: that's for sure and it does take you around and all around and about one of the first bad reviews and that I saw before I even watched the film was about the stereotypes towards men in a patriarchal society because Barbie the Barbie land is kind of an inverted version of that and so they go to the real world and then it's all of these other stereotypes and so a lot of it one of my favorite parts about it is that it does point out all of the lesser parts of Barbie, like you mentioned. Sometimes Barbie makes you not feel very great. Like I'm not blonde, tall, and blue-eyed. That is a criticism. Wait
2: a minute, you mm-hmm. forgot yeah. the boobs. You know? uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's nothing. There you there's, if yeah. anybody
3: can criticize, it's me
1: because Barbie is 64. <laughs> And I, <laughs> for those of us that are aging, <laughs> we can, we're did the ones that can say, is, wait, Barbie, Barbie does around? not look 64. And should I try to look like Barbie I'm you uh, know, in my 60s? Because did she's Did they have Barbie when you were a girl? Oh, yeah. And okay. I had a, I, I, know, I loved Barbie and I loved Ken. Malibu Barbie was my favorite. Anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead, Kylan. I'm sorry. The
3: production team worked really close with Mattel, Mattel Productions, mm-hmm. who is behind Barbie. And so it is very easy to look at it as being just... A commercial for barbie and yeah it is always going revolving around barbie but they do take times to point out all of these bad things about barbie that aren't helpful towards little kids. Wow. That's interesting that they went that direction too a Do little bit. Do you remember bit. Midge? Oh, sure, I remember Midge. Who's Barbie? Midge? Which one is Midge?
1: I mean, where? who is she in the film? Is she a superstar?
3: No, she's not, but they give her mention. They're like, oh, there's Midge, but we don't show her, <laughs> so like, let's pan the camera off. Like They actually say that. No
1: spoilers. Wow. Oh, that was in the Midge. intro. So it's Fran-
3: was there Francie? Ladies and gentlemen, was there a Francie
1: doll that was Barbie's friend? I, I can't know. remember all of Barbie's friends now. It sounds now. like
2: there were some mean girls, though.
1: PJ, was there a PJ? She's, you have a good memory. She was, she, was a little, she was a little girl, right? Did Ken have any they friends? Skipper. <laughs> what? Oh, Skipper.
3: Skipper yeah. was little, yeah, little, the little sister song. or
1: somebody mm-hmm. to Barbie.
3: Did you have, play Barbies? I did. I yep. did too. So I how with long dolls. did you dress was up The in...
2: movie was it two hours, hour and a half? Was it full two?
3: I think it was just about two hours. It's I think it was hours. hour forty-five. So how would how would you rate it? Hmm. That's a good question. 4 stars.
1: Out of stars, 4 stars. Let's go 5 stars. 5 stars. How many would you give it?
2: She's hesitating. Wow, I and thought and you half. would have jumped
3: right away and said 5
1: stars.
2: No,
3: it wasn't I I don't know. Because <laughs> it was good in the fact that it had the goofy funny nature where right. you're you're laughing at the fact she she does stand on tiptoes when she's not in her shoes like a Barbie <laughs> is. Margot Robbie she was talked about she didn't get a stunt double to film someone else's feet she was like no i'm going to use my feet and stand on my tiptoes held on oh a bar my. and everything it That's really funny. funny. She has great interviews. She's just a great. Oh my she carried the movie. She was great and a lot of good reviews towards Ryan Gosling. Uh-huh. He was also wonderful and did They said he was made to be can. Well. Yes. He I mean I'm even before at
2: Janet, Barbie. you guys are really into this. I'm over here thinking. Really? And it does
3: go through Barbie's existential crisis of Going to the real world and seeing these different perspectives of it, life's not perfect, yeah. and you do have to find yourself. So,
2: how did she get from the pretend world to the real world? Is that part of the That's is that part spoiler. of the plot? Yeah. Oh, okay. not oh, really. yeah, do you just kind of jump through All right.
3: little backstage scenes and. It,
2: so it so was like
1: splashed.
3: St- Any when right. <laughs> right. Well,
2: there no, are right. a little bit of When holes. the mermaid came to life,
1: well, <laughs> her legs, it was just uh, like that. She uh, just jumped out of the water.
2: Okay. And so You're
1: Barbie right. probably bop, jumped out of the box, and and there was probably a, an evil witch that said, "You're going to become a real human," and that's what happened. You know, one of the things
2: they teach <laughs> us when we swim is to point our toes. I bet she would have been a really good swimmer. There you Barbie. Go. Her, yeah, yeah, she was pointing her toes.
3: Yeah. I so used I, to
1: poke safety pins in their ears to make earrings.
3: Oh my god! Yeah, and
1: then it would turn purple. The rubber would turn purple oh. on her earlobes. My mom would yell, oh, especially when I cut their hair. I cut their hair oftentimes. Most popular Barbie, if you have a Barbie, the most highest selling Barbie is 1994, I believe, which was long-haired Barbie. I mean, her, her hair came all the way down to her ankles. That's cool. Do you remember her?
3: I don't, but... <laughs> Were you born yet? I, no. <laughs> but that does sound like a cool Barbie. You would have had the Barbie, they have a, character in the Barbie movie called the weird Barbie So,
2: so that's that's <laughs> the terrible. one where
3: people dyed it's her hair lot, and oh sharpied gosh. all over her face
2: and uh, that's
1: funny she's because a great we character did. we all did that with Everyone. markers and maker. we did that oh my gosh okay I'm sorry we're late aren't we we need to take a quick break <laughs> wow uh we really do do I have a minute to set up what's coming up well, because yes. it's a really yes okay. it's such a oh I'm excited well, are you Bless your heart. She's, that's we why love, we our love actors. her. actors. Remember the television show Chips? Yes. <laughs> Ponch and John. They're coming to Indy for a fundraiser. So my conversation with Larry Wilcox, who played Officer John Baker, that's next on 93 WIBC.
4: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the first day, Terry Stacy. Denny Smith, Kylan Talley, 78 degrees. For those of you that love the TV show Chips, starring Eric Estrada and Larry Wilcox, Ponch and John are coming to Indy in October. For a fundraiser that benefits the nonprofit Blue Angel Connect, which is dedicated in working with police departments to help in providing services and meeting their community needs. And joining us now, and this is so cool, we've got actor Larry Wilcox on the phone with us. How are you, Larry?
5: I'm great, thank you. How's it in Indy?
1: Indy's good, and it's nice to meet you, and we're really excited. There's a lot of people that can't wait to see you when you get here in October. Ponch and John, the coolest cops on TV in the late 1970s and early 1980s. It still lives on in syndication. I see it every day. The show made you stars, but you were also on my wall and the walls of teenage girls everywhere. What was that time like for you?
5: (laughs) Well, it was... uh... It was a good time for young men because young men very often have what I call identity crises, so you get it nurtured, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) So (laughs) it was good and indulgent and fun, and I'm grateful and humbled by it all. And it's really just a job. So, you know, no matter what, if you don't let your ego get in the way and read too much of your own press, you're okay. It was was an interesting uh, transformation for me coming from – little town in Wyoming. And yes, I had done a lot of work before that, but still it was an interesting transition. And then it became, um, you know, a wealthy transition and you're so grateful that you have that opportunity in life. So it was, uh, we got airplanes and motorcycles and Rolls Royces and Porsches and KIFs and jet skis and oh all the trinkets of indulgence.
1: Did you do your own motorcycle riding on the show? We obviously saw you on motorcycles, but did you do most of it? And did you ride a bike before you took the part of John Baker?
5: Yeah, I rode one before, and maybe to my detriment, because, you know, most kids are ride motorcycles, and they think they know how to ride, but they really don't. And the uh, police, the CHP in our case, California Highway Patrol, uh, trained us. And so we went through a training where we had to lay the bike down, wreck it, high-speed braking where the rear end comes around and says hello. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, all kinds of other stuff. Uh, You know, the interesting thing about motorcycle training is is that it really – If you're a macho man, it'll humiliate you. But um, we did figure eights and little squares and rectangles and, you know, just clutch and brake where you can just balance the bike on its clutch brake and and inertia, if you will. And, um, you know, so I always respect police officers who ride motors. I mean, it's wild and woolly out there in a high-density city like Los Angeles. But to answer your question, we rode all the – Entrances and exits, and sometimes part of the high speed chase and intricate moves on the motorcycles because, you know, we were really good at it over time. However, on the close ups, we were on a trailer, so they did the close ups in order to hear our voices. They didn't want to hear the motors in the background, so they Parked him on a trailer.
1: This is Larry Wilcox, everybody. He's coming to Indianapolis for he and Eric Estrada will be here for two days and we'll give you all those details coming up. Has anybody ever come up to you and said, I became a police officer because I watched chips?
5: Yes, all the time. Eric and I go to uh, various cities and, um, you know, we always are honored that young police officers come up and young may mean that they saw old reruns today. (laughs) And, uh, so they'll come up and say they joined the police force because of John and Ponch. And, nice. you know, it's always such a nice tribute. And, and I also, you know, look at their young eyes, or in some case older eyes as police officers and look into their soul, if you will, and hope that they're going to be there next year and the year after for their mm-hmm. families. Cause so many tragic accidents happen to police officers and, yeah. I always have a, a, you know, a deep feeling for that. And I wish society would understand that they're vulnerable and they're out there sacrificing their life. And I was in the Marine Corps, went to Vietnam for 13 months and sacrificed. Uh, luckily, not my life, but put it out there on the edge, if you will. And But that was 13 months. And, uh, you know, a police officer in crime zones. Uh, they're out there all the time for their life. And so I hope people come to this charity event that we're participating in, the Blue Angel Connect event. And I hope they, in their hearts and in their pocketbooks, will contribute not to Eric and I, but uh, to these police officers, men and women that are helping them make sure and attempting to make sure that they're all safe. So it's an important thing in life, and it's uh, our way of saying thank you, and God bless them.
1: Well, thank you for your service. As you said, you served in Vietnam. You know what else, Larry, before we let you go, and I know, and we'll, but you like to race cars, I'm told.
5: Uh, yeah, and I used to uh, race cars a lot. I set 80 international land speed records at wow. the Bonneville Salt Flats. And then I raced SCCA, and um, you know, everything from open wheel Fords to, uh, a little VW rabbits to class eight trucks in the Baja 1000 and all kinds of different cars I raced and even went to Indy once or twice and the, the great Brickyard and Good. was a guest there. And really well, that was an honor to do that. And I'm a fan of Indy cars and a fan of, uh, I'm a fan of Formula One cars now, too. I just wish that uh, Michael Andretti would get his team in there so wow. we could show all those Europeans how great we are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then you'll be coming back to a place you know well, and I hope you'll get a chance to go out and if at all and in october and and uh and at least visit the Indianapolis Motor Speedway
5: Do you know I made my most favorite movie in Indianapolis no and uh, I came back from uh, Vietnam and I was a speaker there for the veterans in American Legion, v- VFW, I think it was, and um, a keynote speaker and about POW MIA issues. And while I was there, the American Legion asked me if I would do a video for them on save the American flag, don't desecrate the American flag. And I said, of course. And uh, so I shot this video called save the flag there at the, uh, in Indianapolis. And uh, it took me like, I don't know, 30, 40 takes, which is unlike me. I'm always Mr. One or two takes. And uh, every time I start crying in the middle of the video. So I always have a special place in my heart for, uh, obviously, they they didn't agree with me uh, in government on desecration of the American flag. Uh, I said no, and they said yes, it's freedom of expression. Yeah. But uh, that's a great memory. So thank you all in Indianapolis and hope to see you at the fundraising event.
1: Absolutely. You've been keeping really busy, and now you're going to make some time for us to come out and raise money for Blue Angel Connect. Larry Wilcox, everybody, he will be here, and I'll give you details as soon as we say goodbye to Larry. Larry, thank you so much. We will see you here in October the 20th and 21st. Thank you for giving us some of your time this morning, too.
5: Thank you, Carrie, and everyone say a prayer for Blue Angel Connect and all the police officers and their families. God bless them.
1: He's one in a million. He's truly a good, good man. October 20th, there's an autograph and photo session with Larry Wilcox and Erica Estrada. That's 5 to 10 p.m. at the Sheridan Indianapolis Hotel at, at uh, Keystone Crossing. And on the 21st, it's dinner with chips, 5 to 9 p.m. If you'd like a more intimate engagement with Erica Estrada or, or, uh, and Larry Wilcox, there's cocktails, there's dinner, question and answer. Uh, this is That one is not an autograph or photo opportunity at that one. That one's really an intimate dinner with the chips, guys. That will be... In Greenfield, got to be 21 to attend that event. For more information and tickets, because those will stop being on sale uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks, go to BlueAngelConnect.org. It is 1129, getting warm out there, 78 degrees. This is the first day show brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They're real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com, or check your home's worth right now at Who's Your Home Values 2023.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. And guess what, guys? They're here. Hello, lady and gentlemen. Hello. Good morning. good morning. Good morning to you, uh, Paul. I
2: look forward to this every week. Me too. At hey, least interest rates, I've been tracking them. It looks like they're yep. slightly higher than March, April, and May. Does that make a huge difference in the market for Indiana home buyers and sellers right now?
0: I mean, I don't know about huge, but it definitely does make a difference. It's a matter of buyers buying power just shrinks a little every time those rates go up, and that's going to affect the buyer pool, obviously, going into a seller's house.
1: Greg, if you were putting the exact same $350,000 home on the market right now that you'd put on the market April 1st, how would the outcome be different?
6: Well, it would be different for two reasons, Terry. Number one, there are fewer buyers out there in July than there were in springtime, Secondarily, we do have, as Lisa mentioned, higher mortgage rates. So if you're a seller and you've got a great $350,000 house and you put it out there April 1st, incredibly, you might have still had people bidding that ask price up higher than what you were asking for the home. words, you might have had a 370 offer on a 350 home today if you put a 350 home out there and it's clean has great curb appeal good kitchen good owner suite you might get your 350,000 you may get a little more but instead of nine people wanting it you might have two or three that are interested
1: okay all right and for Lisa for buyers who got frustrated in the spring competing against other home buyers do they have a better chance of succeeding now as we heard or as we head into the uh, next month of August which is just days away
0: yes it is just days away and yes as we keep moving forward throughout the year the third and fourth quarter we're going to see a better opportunity for buyers I say start getting out into the market come back August September and and let's look for your house in in third and fourth quarter
2: Greg we still don't have very many homes on the market compared to two or three years ago if we go back to 21 or 22 how does that affect the selling market for homeowners uh, right here in late July
6: Well, let's think about comparing it to a year ago, Denny. Rates were starting to go up very quickly, and it got very quiet, and there was a lot of pessimism in the the market. So as we are today, we don't have quite the sticker shock for higher home mortgage rates. But think about this. We do have fewer people on the market, if for no other reason. There's a lot of people buying homes with family and school considerations. Those people have likely already made their buying decisions as we are heading for the first of August, effectively. So there are just fewer buyers out there if you're a home seller you need to be ready for that fact in other words your house has really got to be right you need it staged it's got to be super clean you got to have all your ducks in a row in in april you could throw it out there with warts denny and somebody's coming <laughs> along and <begging> that. <laughs> thing. right now they don't want your work oh boy well,
3: you Kyla. both you both know how well how much i'm given a little bit of love yes. to first time home buyers because i mean She's those young. high rates you're can one. be, it's going to be one. Yeah. Right, right. I'm you're looking out living. for us. And those high yeah. rates can be really, I mean, honestly, off putting. So, Lisa, should the first time home buyers be discouraged by these high rates or is it an opportunity?
0: Oh, it's definitely an opportunity. And this is when you go speak to your trusted lender, mortgage broker, and just figure out how much you can afford and you're comfortable on your payment. And then we just go find that house and it's just, with less buyers out there coming third and fourth quarter perfect opportunity to get a house and negotiate um, to get that perfect house
2: Greg uh, we're about 40 45 days away from labor day when i have to put away all my white but what <laughs> what will home selling be like after labor day this year
6: and you'll also have to put away your open toed sandals Penny, just just for the record so yeah, we don't yeah 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 post labor day we want you to hide those towels going back okay? to my we crops. Need very yeah, that's important. Right. that's right <laughs> Look, it's going to be a different market than a year ago, even though we're going to have similar interest rates. And I think to piggyback on what Lisa said, anecdotally, both she and I repeatedly had people who looked in in July and August last year and and sometimes earlier in the spring, could not get a house bought because they, they needed to get a mortgage to make the purchase. And there were too many cash buyers they were competing against. They ultimately all found success in the fourth quarter because the demand simply went down sellers were more realistic i have people who bought homes in november and december of last year who are so ecstatic that they did that because they saw what happened again when the market heated up this spring so it will still be a good market for sellers who have the right home but you can't delude yourself into thinking that all of your uh, issues are going to be acceptable basically sellers and buyers Both opportunities, but they've got to be prepared and in the right mindset.
1: Listen, guys, before we let you go, we got a nice note from Pam Brown, and it's an email. And she said she wanted to get the link to this show to send to her daughter, specifically the 30-minute portion with the local real estate consultants, (laughs) because it's her favorite part of the show about local real estate markets. So she she loves you guys. And we want to mention that if you you missed any of it or if you'd like to share our conversation, Kylan does post all of our show, including this conversation, at WIBC. So if you'd like to get a hold of Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, they are real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate. Check for them at CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. Also, to check your value of your home at HoosierHomeValues2023.com. They're both available for you on Facebook and Instagram. Anything else, guys, as far as reaching you in person and, and talking to you with a question you might they might have? Greg? Go ahead,
0: Lisa. Oh, Lisa? I'm first. It's, I'm first today. It's um, 317-219-9277 and call or text. Got it. Greg?
6: 317-441-7166. And you know I love it best between midnight and 6 a.m. <laughs>
1: loves it. Absolutely does. You are the best. Thank you both so you very much. Thank we'll talk you. to you next week. It's 1135-93-WIBC. me. I've not had any training and I know that surprises all of you when it comes to my singing ability. Terry Stacy, Denny Smith, little Kylan, Tally is here too. I saw that her Indy 11 women won the championship. Woo! Go girls
3: in blue. I
1: think of you. They, you know, I love their out. I love their jerseys. They're so I love their outfits. But their jerseys are really cool. They're checkered flag looking like with but blue and black, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they're sweet. They're cool. I enjoy it. Yeah. Do you all
1: like the new Colts uniforms? Just the one. They're going to go and wear it, I think, on October 22nd. Have you seen them, Danny? I have Denny? not seen it. Take a Google not. it. I
2: okay. think
1: they're cool. I think they're black helmets. They're black and blue. I watched helmets, the, I watched the
2: baseball game last night, and Nelson is an offensive lineman, but he cannot play baseball. Oh, oh, the charity event that yeah. the guys did oh, that my the Colts God. He did. He did a great job with the event, but boy, can that that kid can't play baseball. I'm sorry, he's a football player.
3: Uh, oh my I gosh, these are gorgeous, aren't
1: they cool, Kylan? Did you see them now? That blue. This we're talking about the Colts uniform. I think they call it an Indiana uniform that they'll wear just on October 22nd, maybe, but it's a really. Cl- I love the black helmet, and then there's scatters blue black throughout throughout the uniform. It's I love them. I think they're awesome. I like them. Uh, Okay, so anyway, I've introduced all of you now, and uh, (laughs) Midwest Food Bank, they've got an event coming up on The Circle this weekend. Here's Executive Director Marcy Luigo from an earlier conversation.
7: Midwest Food Bank is a food bank that serves 389 partner agencies that are nonprofits across the entire state of Indiana. Last year alone, we provided $66 million of food to Hoosiers experiencing food insecurity.
1: I think the perception is that if you need food, if you need help, you just should get a job. But the fact is that 53% of food insecure people work full-time. Yes, the
7: The highest uh, number of people that are seeking assistance are children and the elderly, so they are not necessarily in a position to be able to fund their food needs. But even beyond that, as you said, a lot of the people that access food resources work a full-time job. It's a matter of with inflation and the cost of living and how much it costs for health care and housing and transportation and groceries. They just can't make their uh, ends meet each month without a little bit of help from the community and folks like your listeners.
1: Marcy Luico is with us. She's the executive director of Midwest Food Bank. They've got an event that's coming up here on Monument Circle. Uh, Tell us about what you've got planned.
7: So we are very fortunate to have two amazing presenting sponsors, which is Corteva Agriscience and Kroger. And because they are coming in and sponsoring this event, we're going to be able to offer this event free to the entire community. This is a family-friendly event called Midwest Kind Harvest Market. It will be on Monument Circle July 29th from 2 to 6 p.m. We will be hosting this event to raise awareness about food insecurity for Hoosiers, and through the event, we'll provide $2 million in food to Hoosiers in need. The event will have a free entertainment stage, family-friendly activities, food trucks, and access to public facilities. So once folks Travel down, they can come and if they choose to purchase things or buy food at a food truck, they can. Otherwise, there'll be a lot of free activities going on. So we're really excited to be able to offer this to community Um, and those around Central Indiana hope they'll come down to the circle and just help us raise awareness about the need that is persistent across the state. There is no registration. There is no ticket. People can even decide that morning, hey, uh, this Looks like it's going to be a great day to head downtown. Um, we're just really excited. We're partnering with Downtown Indy, and they are definitely the experts on having great events down on the circle. And so we're going to make sure that everything is taken care of. It's going, We've got uh, the streets blocked off. It will be a nice, safe area for po- folks to come back downtown and just enjoy being on the circle again. And we really wanted to do this to um just gather everyone together, and as a community, we're going to um, be joining arms and just saying we care about our neighbors who are experiencing hunger, and we want to come together as a community and uh, raise awareness um, about the issue, um, but also to have a good time. We're going to have a lot of um, surprise visitors and activities going on that we think families are really going to enjoy.
1: All right. That, again, is on this – did I say Friday? That was from an earlier conversation. Oh goodness, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get the right information for you, but it is free. You can come on down and just enjoy it. And it is about community. And again, that is coming up this week. I will make sure that I have all the details for you when we return. Uh, We're gonna take a quick, quick break. After that, I'll have the information for you and Denny Smith with Investing Sense right here on 93 WIBC.
4: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love.
2: Yes, ma'am. You've got
1: a friend in Denny.
2: (laughs) I see what you're doing here.
1: (laughs) I love that song. It is 1150. We're so glad all of you are here with us this morning on the first day brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, Crossroads Collective As I mentioned earlier in the last break, you heard our conversation uh, about the Midwest Kind Harvest Market that is coming up this Saturday. Fresh goods, free stage, food trucks, trying to raise awareness and also make some friends there from our friends at Midwest. That's on from 2 to 6 p.m. on Saturday, right here on Monument Circle it's free so come out and enjoy a good afternoon here on Monument Circle next Saturday and uh, do some good for Midwest Food Bank now it's investing sense with our friend Denny
2: <laughs> you know I, I look forward to this and that song you've got a friend of me sometimes we don't get uh, information about the economy or about finance that we can really trust somebody's always got something in it so we, we started this I, I used to be in the financial world I'm not now But I still have all my contacts, and I'm talking to them on a regular basis. And I got two things to share with you all this week. The first one is about inflation and deflation. I listened to Matt Will in an interview here on WIBC. I think Matt Will is a blessing to Indianapolis, uh, central Indiana, and God bless him for being so vocal. I think he'll be the first one to tell you that we're expecting deflation in the things we don't need and we're expecting inflation in the things that we do and let me explain what i mean first of all the fed has printed too much money the spa, uh, the supply of our food right now is being affected by the russia and the ukraine war rice that used to be uh, just uh, would stay in india because of the supply chain being interrupted china is now a net importer of rice to the point that india has now said no more yeah, they're restricting all their exports to China. So what that means is corn farmers are going to be happy. Wheat farmers are going to be happy. But it does mean that our food is going to be going up in price, which is sort of a dichotomy. And Matt Wills hit it really, really well. He said our inflation numbers for one month don't get all fired up because we will see deflation in things that we probably don't need. Then the price will go down. But on the things we need, like food... And they have now depleted the strategic oil reserve down to below 40%, the lowest it's been in three or four decades. That's what's keeping the oil prices down. So when that's done or when they have to start refilling it, we can expect our food and our energy to start climbing. So that was the first part of Investing Sense. I wanted to prepare people for that. Here's the second one. You probably haven't heard of Fed now. You've heard of PayPal. And uh, Kylan, you know what Venmo is. Oh, okay. definitely.
3: Use it all the time. Yeah,
2: it's the way you pay people uh, if you don't want to write them a check. It you, you can go person to person. Well, the Federal Reserve has been wanting to come in with a central bank digital currency. That's what the Chinese do. They measure everything that you spend. If you misbehave, they cut off your bank account. Well, Fed now is sort of like a Venmo, PayPal. Um, it's a trial balloon that the Federal Reserve has now set up. They've had over 340 banks sign up for it. I am telling you all who can hear my voice, please be careful. This is going to be a data-driven machine. When they say that um, everything is data-driven, whether it's uh, artificial intelligence or whatever, every time you use a federal system, they are going to be measuring you, and if they later decide that they want to control you, whether they don't want you buying too much food or if they think you've used too much gas. They can actually control all of that, but this is just the trial balloon. It's called FedNow. Uh, If you hear that uh, that, that you want to try it, remember, convenience never equals safety. If I tell you nothing else today, convenience, it might be real convenient to pay through FedNow. It might be real convenient to use that. But just remember that the federal government, and I'm not a suspicious guy, I'm just looking at the data. They'll collect everything on you, and if they don't like what you're doing, whether it's buying ammunition or buying too much food, or, Kylin, maybe they think you're doing too much travel down to, to Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> they can control that. And that's exactly how the Chinese oh, have used it. And it, it scares me to death as a father, as a grandfather, as a husband, if all of a sudden I can't spend the money, if I don't have the freedom to use my currency as I see fit, it's gonna be a scary environment. Well, the,
1: of course it's gonna be a scary environment. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, and if fed, you're scared, I'm scared. Yeah, Fed, Kyler, na- are yeah. you
3: scared? Listen to what your old pal says. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared. that's right. You got a friend in Denny.
2: Just remember now, Fed I'm, Now, if it's a central bank digital currency or Fed Now, run away, little rabbit. Hide in the woods and and don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. it. Don't fall for it. Here's what will happen, Terry Lynn. They will require you to dance to the government's fiddle.
1: That just, this seems. I know they sneak it in on you. Something that's in the Bible. Like don't follow. (laughs) This could be, this could be the mark of the beast. No, I'm not, I'm not that guy, but. (laughs) No, I'm not that guy either. Well, I am sometimes that guy. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes that scares me.
2: You know, the, the Egyptian uh, culture, do you know what destroyed it? It was famine. The price of food went way, way up. And that's exactly what we're expecting. And I'm not forecasting that, but that's what has destroyed so many cultures is food got expensive. Is food you got can't feel That's when that's wars come up. scary. Yeah. So Fed now run away. Okay, uh, run you, away. Can, you can expect inflation in your food sources and your energy wow. sources. Uh, but I would say that, you know, if you're waiting to buy a car, Probably, now I won't not you know we just listened to Greg and Lisa. Yeah, supply has a lot to do with it. Uh, so in in the real estate business, I think buying earlier rather than later makes sense. Everything else on the big ticket items, I'd say you might be able to wait a little bit and we might see some deflation coming our way.
1: Denny Smith, How you've got that? a friend in Denny, no <laughs> doubt about it. We've still got another hour to go. I want to mention quickly before we do take a quick break, I love what you all are doing on the east side. This is the coolest thing, and I'll talk more about it later on, but Community Heights Neighborhood Association, what you're doing using those barriers in the center turn lanes on 10th Street between Emerson and Arlington to slow things down, I love it. I love what you're doing. I know that's just kind of a an experiment But uh, we'll talk more about that and learn more. We'll we'll maybe get in touch with this neighborhood association, see how they like it. So far, so good, right? Slowing that traffic down, great job out there on the east side. You can make things work. You can. It's 11:56. Another hour to go. We'll see you. 93 WIBC.